okay, hello, welcome to episode 215 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, the official NBA season has started, maybe. So it was media day, uh, media week, actually, uh, this week. So so me and Fong will be talking about that. Uh, we'll also be going over uh, the... Uh, I wanted to talk about it last week, but the news had just come out. But uh, we will talk about the email Doga stuff. And of course, we'll end it with some... Uh, with some good old-fashioned 49ers talk. Uh, 49ers lost to Denver. Uh, Fong will have uh, some thoughts about that. And then we'll talk about Hassel the Dragon. And I just mentioned his name. Uh, with me is Fong. Hello. All right. So let, let, let's start with this. Uh, Kings Media Day. Uh, overall, you know, vibes are good. Like Mike Brown is, you know, trying to teach new defensive principles. Uh, you know, everyone looks refreshed. A lot of people apparently look in shape. Like Trey Lyles apparently dropped a lot of weight. Uh, Sabonis looks like he dropped a lot of weight. Everyone else looks like bulky. Apparently, Davion was the only one I knew. I've heard that you know really like looks beefy. Um, so every everything else, everything else about Media Day, just good vibes all around um, in Sacramento. Yeah, pretty much. Like it seems like people are having fun. Uh, I remember a clip that they kept on showing in the news was uh, Mike Brown just yelling back at. I don't know who yelled out, to be honest. I don't know if you remember that clip. So I don't know who yelled out, but apparently that was like, it was like a station where basically the player was told to yell really loudly. You know, it's going to probably pop up in one of the, uh, one of the hype um, videos that they play at the game. But yeah, that, that was what that was. Mm, I see. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of interesting. Like he, he, they're getting into it for sure. And uh, pretty excited what they could produce. Yeah. Overall, Nothing really enlightening about me today. It, again, it's, it's ever all the vibes are good so far. We haven't played a game, so we'll see what the vibes are. What once the season starts, and maybe once the Kings go on some sort of some sort of skid, that's when you really know the character of this team. But the other thing is, um, so um, Monty McNair was asked about his contract status, and he basically just said, "Whatever happens, happens." He, you know, he's excited for this team and. You know he's he's gonna he's gonna do his best. Mm, well, hopefully he does get a contract because I I I totally forgot he still ha- doesn't have a contract still. Well, so oh, he does have a contract through this year. After mm. this year, he's I uh, yeah he's gonna be a free agent. So I don't know. It's not a great look. Like yeah. you know, it's he he's done he's done well enough. We'll we'll see. Like once the season progresses. Like maybe there's there's holes that we don't see, like namely the defense. Um, like maybe there's just holes that just have not been that you know maybe ownership just f- feels haven't been fulfilled, and just don't trust Monty yet. But I think he's earned a contract extension. Like this 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 team needs you know some very desperate stability, and right. I recommend extending like one of the key you know the guy that's kind of built out this thing you know decently well in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, pretty much I, I would want to say most of the things that uh, he's built was, you know, through Monty and not anyone else. But uh, other than that, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird to think that <laughs> Monty is kind of like a sort of like an NBA player where he becomes some sort of free agent to, uh, I guess, other organizations to, uh, you know, grab and snag. 
I would honestly recommend, like, not not just for the sake of Monty, but for the sake of the Kings, they might want to extend him now because if, let's just say, if he turns this thing around, let's just say if the Kings make the playoffs this year, his price is going up. Mm. Like, you might want to sign him right now before the price really gets to a point where you might be a little uncomfortable re-signing him. I don't think it w- will be an issue, but it's but just just the thought. And also, like he, even if like this team, like say, fails this year, he's gonna have suitors because he took on the Kings, and you know he may or may not have done a good job, but like the other teams are gonna look at, well, it was the Kings, like you know he's you know he's not a miracle worker, but he's definitely got something, and let, let's take a chance on him. He's gonna find a job somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hope so soon, <laughs> because yeah. Uh, I don't know who else to replace him, and I believe we talked about this before, and I don't remember the one name. Westwell Cox. Ah, uh, that guy. Yeah. By the way, he I think his contract is ending uh, at the end of this year too. So there's that. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of people's contracts ending. Mm, yeah, interesting turn of events that can potentially happen. Uh, interesting turn of events. Uh, what a segue. Uh, so let, let's move on to other um, media days. Um, the, there, there, there have been a lot that's happened. We won't talk too much about the Nets. The Nets was kind of expected. You know, KD's kind of confrontational. Kyrie's just weird, honestly. Uh, we won't talk about that. But what I do want to talk about, Jimmy Butler's dreads. Now, I did send you a picture. I have no clue if you actually read it or not, because apparently oh. you didn't you didn't look at the other messages I sent you. I'm getting left on red by Fong nowadays, guys. <laughs> that, that's where we're at. Um, have you seen Jimmy Butler's dreads? Yeah, I have. <laughs> what Definitely. the fuck? What the fuck are, are those things? They're terrible. They do, but, you know, I guess you could say he's self-expression mr it was i guess that's the word i don't know he's expressing himself in terms i would of call it trolling but <laughs> just what the fuck i i couldn't believe it was him like I, at first i saw the picture i was like who the fuck is that and then i look and then i look closer it's jimmy butler and it's just what the hell do you think he's gonna actually wear those for the game I, gosh i can't imagine uh, that kind of hairstyle being uh, worn. I'm assuming it's extensions because I don't think his hair so, was. So, that so long. he said. So he said it wasn't extensions. But wow. It, you know, well, everyone everyone laughed after that. So we don't even know if he's joking or not. Oh, I'm pretty sure they're extensions. I don't think his hair was that long. No. But, yeah. But uh, shoot, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I guess this is a phase for uh, Jimmy Butler, but he's been through many different phases. I'm not going to lie. When he joined the Miami Heat, like, there was the, like, he had been shaved during all of the uh, beginning of COVID, and I forgot the other hairstyle he had. I think he had cornrows uh, shortly after that uh, the bubble year, right? Kind of. It wasn't like Kawhi cornrows, but they were like you know they he did he did braid his hair at one point. Um, but yeah, he he he's gone through a lot. Uh, he also had that mustache phase in the bubble. I, that was the one thing I did not like about his uh, bubble run was that you know that god awful mustache he was growing. But like yeah, he he's definitely fe- he's definitely been feeling himself since coming to uh, the Heat for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, 
Well, I guess an, I guess a little bit of a follow up to this. Uh, Davion did not braid his hair during media day. He seems to be going with a fro look. Honestly, it's kind of weird to see him with a fro, just because I'm I'm used to seeing him with his little dread look. Mm-hmm. Should he try something like like um, like Jimmy Butler did? Uh, maybe not to that extent, but uh, for sure, I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna get his hair fixed up by uh, you know first day of uh, the game coming back. It's gonna be pretty weird to see Davion in a few years because, like, the way he came into the league and then, you know, like, what, you know, what he is now. Let, let, let's see what he does with his hair. But, uh, all right, let, let's move on to kind of the other big, big talking point. So the Suns had an interesting media day. Uh, J- Jay Crowder was just straight up not there uh, before media day. He actually tweeted out, I, I believe this Phoenix Suns, or I think like one of the aggregator sites, basically tweeted out, "Suns media day, get ready, guys." And Crowder actually responded on Twitter saying, I ain't going to be there. And then immediately deleted it. So that happened. Uh, So apparently the the big hiccup is that um, they basically told him that he is going to come off the bench. They want to start Cam Thompson or Cam Thompson, Cam Cam Johnson, Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) They want to start Cam Johnson and have him come off the bench. And reportedly he was not happy with that. And uh, yeah, that's basically what's caused the rift. Uh, the other it, big issue, uh, so DeAndre Ayton, you know, b- very much reportedly not happy with the Suns since last year. And apparently, uh, if you don't remember, in Game 7, he did not play in the second half. And uh, the rumor is, there has never been confirmed, but basically him and Monty, Monty Williams, had a, a huge argument, which caused them to be benched for the rest of the second half. And apparently, ever since then, they haven't talked. Yeah, I mean, the Jay Crowder stuff, I'm not going to, like, bother too much. I mean, I'm, he's leaning towards that six-man anyway, but the Jay or sorry, the, the Ayton and Monty stuff, man, that's uh, <laughs> that's some uh, serious stuff. <laughs> I mean, Ian being, you know, still the starter for uh, the Suns and not being, not able to talk to your own coach since game seven, that's, that's like, what, months ago? That was months ago. And yeah. yeah, like there's something there. And like a lot of people have mentioned, this is a very, very volatile and combustible situation. Like this is probably going to blow up at some point and they're probably going to trade him as soon as they can, which is, I believe, January 25th. Um, I guess the only the only issue I have with this is that Angels just came in fat. Like just really mm. show that you do not care for this team. Now, granted, you know, credit to him. He's a professional. He actually showed up and just answered questions and just basically just said, it is what it is. Just here to do my job. And uh, yeah, but honestly, I wish he came in fat and just, you know, <laughs> drag down the team and just make things very, very uncomfortable. But, you know, like, you know, th- that that's a lot to ask. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they spoke during that day because, I mean, like, like you said, it's been months <laughs> since they last spoke, if that's the case yeah i wonder how that's gonna go down like it is like it's this i don't know what to think of the Suns. like losing jay crowder is actually pretty big for them he's actually a big piece for them like you know that big wing that big three four defender and like cam cam johnson's good but he got lit the fuck up by luca last year like he's not a great defender he's a solid defender but jay crowder plugs up a lot of holes and uh, like I don't know what they would actually trade him for at this point, because, you know, if you're trading Jay Crowder, you kind of want a guy to replace him because he's like the perfect fit for basically any team, including the Suns. 
And like the thing is, like, would you be willing to like give up a wing for him and just like swap? Like, what's the point of that? Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't really know where this Jay Crowder thing is going. I don't know. As of right now, it seems like a dumpster fire going on in the Suns organization right now. So we'll see if it works out by the start of the season. But I mean, shoot, it's it's not gonna look good because they're good. I mean, there's of course uh, playoff contenders. It's just <laughs> they, they need everyone to be uh, ready for uh, whenever if you know. They actually do make it back to the promised land. Like, isn't it incredible? Like, before that game seven, we were thinking, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I was thinking, you know, the Suns have a few good years left at least because, like, Chris Paul is going to be fine. DeAndre might not be paid right now, but, you know, he's he's still young. They'll figure it out. But Devin Booker is forever young, basically. Like, they have a bright future. They're the best team in the league or, like, in the regular season. They're going to They're going to have a bright future and then. Game seven happens, all this shit storm happens, and like the floodgates just unleash in terms of just garbage that happens. Like the Robert Sarver thing comes up again. DeAndre Aiden, like at the beginning of the season, kind of swept under the rug, like not giving him that contract, pissed him off. That came back to rear its ugly head. And then, you know, you then realize, oh yeah, Chris Paul cannot stay healthy anymore. He just can't. And yeah, just seeing how this, how this like situation is just kind of blown up in their face. Part of me is kind of sad for the Suns fans, but at the same time, they were feeling themselves a little too much during that finals run, for my liking. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> for them, it's like been like, what? How long since they've been to that uh, promised land? Actually, that I think about not too long ago, right? Early two 2000s? Season, two seasons ago. Yeah. You said early 2000s. Are you serious? <laughs> I forgot that they came back that far. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I meant I, I meant to say probably before that. <laughs> but but like the my my point is like I guess well the reason why I bring this up is because you know I'm feeling a little petty. They were right there with us in terms of like a shit organization, mm-hmm. and like you know, kind of funny to see them come come bust like this. Even though like they're still good, they're gonna make they're probably gonna make the playoffs. I, I, there's no situation unless it re, unless it's really bad. They're gonna make the playoffs, but like I like you know I'm petty. Like we're we're still where we are, the Kings. I mean, and you know they they managed to you know almost almost win the championship. They were close, but you know no cigar, and then just things just start to combust, and it's kind of funny to watch it to be honest. Uh, one last thing about the Suns. Uh, so the perfect replacement for Crowder is on the Kings, in my opinion. It's in Harrison Barnes. Hmm. Is there is there anyone else you would be interested in on that team? Like this is reasonable player that you would want. Like I want a Cam Top Cam keeps keeps Cam Thomas, Thomas <laughs> yeah. but Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder wouldn't be a bad trade. But I would want something else from the Suns if I were taking on Jay Crowder because I've, he's got one year left and he's 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 older than Barnes. I mean, it's gonna have to be Jay Crowder and another guy and potentially another guy depending on how you know contracts work out uh but yeah i would love cam johnson but there i don't think there's any way that they would trade away him for sure i mean they're um, they're trying to start him over jay and mm-hmm. this that's what caused this ruckus in the first place i don't want campaign 
Josh Okogi, maybe, but his contrast kind of small too. They would need to add another person. You know what? I wouldn't hate Landry Shamit. Mm. Rent it like it's another guard that uh, that's a bit tricky, but like I wouldn't hate Tori. I actually really like Tori Craig. Like Tori Craig is a guy I actually would have preferred they signed this just signed honestly if he was available. But honestly, if you do Jay Crowder and Tori Craig, I think about it. Hmm. Seems kind of promising, but you know it. It always comes down to <laughs> whether or not what the Kings want or what the Suns want, because I, I still want Cam Johnson in that deal if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, no, that, that's the, unfortunately that's not happening. I want J, I want Cam Cam Johnson too, but yeah, okay, okay. Uh, moving on, uh, anything else you want to talk about media day? A- any other teams kind of catch your eye, catch your ear? Mm, not really, to be honest. I haven't looked at other teams lately. Uh, in terms lately, of- <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot season. <laughs> it's the off season. It'll be in season. You won't have watched it, but yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. All right, so we wanted to talk about this uh, topic last week. When we were recording the episode, the news literally dropped while we were recording. And I wasn't ready to just, like, talk about it just yet. But basically, Ime Odoka has been suspended for a year for an inappropriate relationship with a female staffer. Uh, Joe Mazzula, basically his associate head coach, will be taking over as head coach. Uh so the so this just some of the details about the, the situation. The relationship was originally thought to be consensual until the female staffer accused, until sources tell uh the like the athletic was where I read this from. The the female uh staffer later accused Yudoka of unwanted comments made towards her. And that's basically what kind of prompted the investigation. The investigation started in about July. And basically, they came to the conclusion, and they are going to suspend him for a year. And uh, yeah, what were your thoughts when you heard suspended for a year? Yeah, I, I mean, this is a guy who uh, helped uh, take the Celtics to the finals. So uh, <laughs> losing your head coach like that is pretty, pretty dr- or drastic for sure. Um, I'm not sure how much. Uh, Joe Mazzula has uh, provided for the Celtics, but I mean, it's going to have to do for now, but yeah, geez, a whole, a whole year without your head coach is, I, I want to say, uh, wouldn't be a, too big of a deal, but I mean, I'm pretty sure the Celtics should be fine, in my opinion. I think for the most part, they'll be okay. I don't, like it's gonna be, it's gonna take a hit, but I don't think it's gonna be as big of an issue. Hopefully, as, as like you know, because they they built up like they were terrible to start, but like they they turned it around. And let's see, I think they can refine that magic what to, of what turned them around. Like they're a good team, they have the talent. They actually added to their talent pool, so like they're pro- like on paper they're probably a better team than last year. But this is gonna be tricky. Like there is a chance that, you know, even the Celtics can bust a bit because also they're without Robert Williams, you know, and Mm -hmm. Robert Williams, as I said, defensive difference maker. And according to Fong, he didn't see him at all last year because he wasn't good, according to Fong. But, uh, (laughs) you know, that's going to matter. And like this, this situation in itself is combustible. But I 
I trust in the Celtics to be able to hold it together until like Williams comes back. But Williams has a weird knee surgery where apparently he was slated to come back in six to eight weeks. Then all of a sudden it just became eight to 12 weeks. That's not good. So, and you know, speaking of not good, like, you know, when I, when I first saw it, like suspended for a year, I was, my first thought was like, who, who, what the fuck? Who? Like uh, he must have slept with some with an owner's daughter or something, an owner's wife or something. Like was my first thought because like suspended for an entire year, and and then like you know a- after more news comes out because like originally the news was like this was a consensual relationship. Although that detail is actually pretty murky now because the way it was originally reported through tweets from Shams and Woj. By the way, these tweets are still up. It actually even says it in the tweet. There, I actually, I actually have it, or do I? I don't have it. I don't have it up. But in the tweet, it's it does it says the relationship because is consensual. But then Shams, you know, uh, posts a article that says, you know, it was at first uh, believed to be consensual, and then and then like the the what I just said earlier, like and then but then like sources told them that. The female staffer then said that uh, Udoka made unwanted comment towards her, and that's kind of what prompted the investigation. So that's where things get murky, and that then it started to kind of make sense the one year suspension. But uh, uh, you know, I hate to say this, but like the smoking gun came with a Matt Barnes uh, with a Matt Barnes video. Now Matt Barnes basically said this this is a lot deeper. Like this is a very tough bad situation. And basically, originally, Matt Barnes, like, tweeted out saying, like, you know, this kind of stuff happens all the time, that that this suspension was bullshit. But then the next day, he talked to some people, and he found out the details, and he basically could not in good conscience, like, support back uh, Ime Udoka. And that's kind of what, when things like, oh, shit, hmm. this is bad. Yeah, I remember watching the video of Matt Barnes, I was like, oh, it's if he says this is bad, then it's terrible, <laughs> like for sure. So because, yeah, that so yeah, that's the thing. Like, or keep, keep, finish your finish your thought first. Because yeah, I mean, he's dealt with uh, you know, what what's his name, Derek Fisher, and his, uh, you know. Oh yeah, beat his ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's dealt through that, and after knowing whatever information uh, he knew about Ime Adoka of the in the celtics yeah <laughs> something must be up and we don't know most of the you know major details right we know no no, uh, no other details has really come out and like so this is kind of my thing with the matt barnes thing matt barnes will come will like you know he will ride and die with you like he is a guy that you know if you're cool with him and as far as i know like him and email joker are cool like really tight Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people respect Ime Udoka. He's a guy that's like very well respected throughout the league and, you know, like is close with a lot of players. And like a guy like Matt Barnes, he, he's in the Steven Jackson uh, camp and that he will ride and die with his brothers. And the fact that he, even he says it's bad and that he couldn't back this, that's, that's got to be terrible. This got to be some really terrible. I don't know if the details will ever come out. But like, yeah, Ime Udoka fucked up on this one. And like, you know, he he didn't make any excuses. He said he said he fucked up and, you know, is willing to accept the punishment. 
Uh, this has thrown like the Celtics locker room into disarray too. Like, every, uh, you know, of course, during media day, everyone asked them about the situation and they were all, they basically all responded by saying they were blindsided by this. And yeah, it, it's a, it's a delicate situation. And, you know, I, I don't, I really don't know what to like, I really don't know what to say. Like, do, do I hope the Celtics wish the best for the Celtics? I don't really love the Celtics all that much. So I don't know. I guess like, I hope everything resolves itself. And and last thing I will say about this is fuck the people who dox the female staffers in, in the Celtics because guess what? We don't know who who the, this female staffer is. But some fuck some fuck faces decided that it was the right thing to do to start trying to figure out who it was and start doxing these people. So very so very kindly fuck these people. I hope y'all I hope y'all go to jail and I hope you get locked away for a long time. Yeah, man. Didn't uh, Brad Stevens make a comment about them too? Because, yeah, it was uh, it was terrible how uh, you know the people responded to their staffers. Yeah, it's that it's just there's just no like why like why do you have to dox people? That's just stupid. Like the way that some the the internet works, like so, certain subsets of the internet are just like all terrible people that just like. Again, I don't know why doxing is a thing. Well, I know why it's a thing. I don't know why people do it. Like it's it's one of the it's one of the pussiest ways to like, you know, respond to a situation. And it's to someone you don't even know. Like, what is this thing with like attacking women online? I don't get it. Like it just if 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 it is a man who did this, you are you are the like weakest kind of man. I'm sorry. Like y'all, you guys need to fucking get help. And like, you know, if if the authorities get involved, I hope you guys get locked away for a long time because fuck you guys. Yeah, I guess it is a good thing that they, I mean, they didn't release the name, of course, of who the female staffer is and, uh, you know, whatever he made Doka Atri did because, I don't know, things would have been a lot worse for the, sure if that were the case. But definitely to those uh, people who, you know, decide to waste their time and you know dox every single female staffer they could find that's that's doing a little too much yeah that's one way that's one way of putting it but uh yeah uh hopefully this situation does get resolved soon and we can just go back to talking about basketball and not having to talk about th- this kind of just you know honestly icky kind of drama like it's not something that's like it's fun to gossip but like when shit is real like this it gets very icky um, okay. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. I don't know how to transition out of this one, but uh, so uh, it was announced that uh, media will be allowed back into the locker room. They, so ever since the pandemic started, basically the media has not been allowed to enter the locker room because COVID, COVID concerns. So, you know, they will be allowed back into the locker room. So, which basically like ultimately all it means is that, you know, the journalists get, you know, more, I guess a a more personable experience with the players because back then, like a lot of like relationship between players and journalists and like were built in the locker room. And, you know, I ultimately think it's a good thing. Um, Of course, I'm pretty sure you don't follow this kind of stuff. Um, And so like, what were your, what what would you think when you first heard this, that media will be allowed back into the locker room? Um, I mean, I didn't mind it. I, I just remembered the one time and I forgot the segment where uh, media was 
kicked out of the locker room for some reason. I, I this is a while back, but uh, being back, I mean, you know, getting that interaction with the players again uh, is pretty. I would say it's a positive. Uh, would be a positive environment for sure. Yeah. Um, so you know, be ready for some, I guess, better coverage of the teams. Like you know, I've I've been following the Kings very closely at like these past two years, I'm excited to get more coverage um, and, you know, more stories, uh, you know, once, once like the season starts. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's switch gears now. Uh, and I will give the floor to you, Fog. Talk about the 49ers and uh, how they lost to the Denver Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say uh, much about it other than, you know, the defense played really good. Offense was kind of doo doo. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Wasn't the score eleven to ten or something like that? Yeah, because um, Bernapolo stepped out of bounds in the. I don't know how to describe it to you. Um, I, I saw. I, I saw it. Yeah. it kind of it saved him from a pick six. So there, there's that. Uh, yeah, but he stepped out to give them a safety, which is you know a free two points to um to Denver. <laughs> so that's why the score is kind of like odd in a way uh being 11 because you know it's kind of rare to see that number in the scores but uh other than that yeah it's like we had a pretty good start to the game in the first quarter um rest of the game is not really much (laughs) to say other than uh yeah (laughs) the offense was not there to play it so, like, what what are your thoughts on Jimmy G now? Because I, I I haven't I haven't read all the all the Twitter posts, but I I assume the let's just say Forty ers Twitter is not very happy with this guy. Uh, no, I mean he's, you know, he's Jimmy G. He's been doing this for the past quite a few years now, and you know, nothing much has changed in terms of you know him being back on the roster so it's you're bound to know like uh i guess his ceiling in terms of uh what kind of quarterback he is so i mean it is what it is i'm not gonna think about it too much since this, this is only game three and we still have uh 13 games to go so <laughs> I'm hoping it gets fixed by the end of the season because that's kind of how, you know, the last season was. We had a very shitty start uh, when, uh, especially, you know, Jimmy G being our starter. So um, hopefully we could turn it around. Uh, definitely I could see us uh, being still top of our division um, in the foreseeable future, uh, knocking on wood, hopefully that happens. So um, even even in the same division that has the LA Rams, I I think we could beat the Rams. <laughs> Interesting, because uh, y'all facing them <laughs> next yeah. game. I mean, in terms of Rams, um, you know, their offense is, I want to say, eh, decent. I mean. I can't see them going back to the Super Bowl anytime soon. They're still a good team, but it's not like uh, 
the right the Rams, you mean? Yeah, the Rams. Okay. It's just that I can't see them going back. They'll be like the typical always go to the playoffs, but fall short kind of thing. But that's what I think uh, how the Rams are at the moment. The 49ers, it, it's a kind of a different story nowadays uh, uh, for me because it, it's like you have these t- kind of games that we should have won, but, you know, it kind of falls flat at the end. So it's it's a real toss of whether or not, you know, uh, whether or not uh, the Niners will actually win this game or not because the offense is still kind of eh. – and hopefully Debo. I, I think Debo was injured this game as well. I, I didn't see any Debo highlights, so I assume he was. So yeah, I for, I forgot if he uh, what you call it got injured this game, but it wasn't pretty in terms of the passes that uh, Jimmy was throwing to. Uh, George Kittle was back uh, for sure, and I was hoping to see. Uh, some more production uh, from him, but you know, uh, the Niners' offense is uh, when they use Kittle, it, it's a toss-up as well because their their offense, in terms of uh, if we were talking about fantasy, it you can't really choose a guy and expect to them to uh, do a lot <laughs> because there's other stuff that they could do on the floor. Like George Kittle is a great um, receiver, but he also blocks a lot. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's only the third week. Um, hopefully we'll bounce back. Uh, yeah, I mean, soon, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, would you like to let out a good bang, bang, ladder gang? And, you know, like hope for the best next week against, again, the Rams. We'll see. <laughs> it's a Monday night football. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, it's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. <laughs> so, good luck, good luck to you guys. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I I I I'm still faithful. So, uh, I'm hoping for the best. To be honest, for now. So, like listening you talk about like the Rams, like they're they're just kind of eh, in your opinion, like. I don't know. Listen to you talk about that. I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't know much about football. So, you know, me saying this is a bit wild, but like what, what stops me from saying the 49ers are that team you just described that the Rams were. Mm, wait. So ba- you're- basically what I'm saying is that like, what's stopping the 49ers from being like at best an A team that's not going to make the Super Bowl, And like, they're just going to fall flat on their face. I mean, it all comes down back to the offense, in my opinion. Like, I, I think the defense is for sure top of the league or, like, top three for sure. And, I mean, that's that's good. That will get you stops and, you know, get you the ball back on offense. But if you can't produce on offense, then <laughs> what's the point of having this great defense? Well, that's what Jimmy G is for, right? <laughs> yeah, he still throws way too high or way too low. And I'm still going to hold him to that. And I'm surprised he never – it's rare to see him uh, throw, like, perfect passes chest level to the receivers. 
That's just too bad. And it, don't get me wrong, like Trey Lance probably doesn't do that much better, at least not now. But the hope was like, you know, maybe in by January or February or like around like January was when he was going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You don't have that hope with Jimmy G for most likely, unfortunately. So you guys are kind of capped, I guess, to a certain degree. You better hope that defense is really good. I'll just say. Yeah. Like I said, Jimmy G has kind of that ceiling that you kind of know what he can provide, but there's a lot more things that he could uh, <laughs> give if he were to do certain things. But yeah, in my opinion, also, I think the O-line needs a little fix up because they let a lot of um, defense through. But other than that, I, I, like I said, not going to think too much about it. It's it's going to be polished out throughout the season. This season was supposed to be the Trey Lance season where he gets his experience and, you know, hopefully make it to uh, a really far into the playoffs and uh, get even more experience. But, yeah, who knows now, to be honest. Well, yeah, it's really unfortunate that Trey Lance did go down, but. You know, you that it it just takes away another year of development, and now you just basically have to wait another year for that. And you know, this year, like Lord, Lord knows what's going to happen. Like, let's be honest. Like during the middle of the season last season, you guys did probably didn't think the 49ers were ever going to make it. They were in the they were in the shitter, but they came back. They figured it out. They barely made the playoffs and just about made the made the Super Bowl. So yeah. you never know. You never know with this kind of football. And I honestly don't know enough about football to actually even have a, uh, to even have an opinion. But again, like it is, as you, as you said, it's early. They could turn it around, but I, but I really do hope they don't because again, you guys are insufferable, especially you just like, just talk, just like constantly texting in a group chat to mind you that none of us actually talk about football. Hey, look at me with the with these 49ers bear. Look at my 49er gear. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the wrong fucking chat. When have we ever talked about football in this chat? But anyways, that aside, hope you guys do figure it out. Or yeah. do I wish you guys the best. I don't I don't hope you guys figure it out, but I wish you guys the best. Yeah, this was a I would say this is a terrible week because my fancy this week also was kind of <laughs> was like probably the worst performing fantasy I've seen out of uh, all the other guys I, I saw play. Like, Yeah, I, I don't know enough about, I don't even know about enough about football, let alone fantasy. So just, yeah, it's sure. Yeah, it's bad week for fall. <laughs> very, oh, yeah. very bad week. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so that's, uh, that's all we got for football. Let's talk a little about House of the Dragon. Uh, episode six happened. Uh, the big summary, uh, ten, there was a 10-year uh, skip, time skip. So Rhaenyra, I believe, has uh, had either three or four kids at this point. They don't all get along. Uh, there's a lot of like tension between her and Alicent now. Um, basically, they're kind of struggling for power. Basically, it's just, um, the idea is that like Alicent is just trying to get uh get the king which who by the way is still alive Renera's dad to basically see that Renera is not being a very very good girl is how i describe it and basically tensions boil over uh ultimately Alicent says something to his name is Larry's or Laris Larry's mm-hmm. he, she says something to Larry's and Larry's takes it as i need to kill uh the i need to kill Sir Harwin 
and the hand of the king. And that's what he does. And Rhaenyra kind of senses, basically the, the news gets to her and she knows it's time to get the fuck out of there. And she escapes to the castle that she orig- she went to uh, see Damon at one time, basically. I forgot the name of the castle, but... Is, is it Dragonstone, the it, area? It might be Dragonstone. Yeah, you mm-hmm. might be right. So... That's kind of the that's kind of the TLDR for how the episode um, is. Of course, you know you you can watch it. I missed out on a lot, but like, what were your first thoughts? I mean, I kind of wish they mentioned time skips because there has been quite a few time skips throughout this uh, season that kind of went unannounced, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but this one, I mean, you knew it was going to be a a big time skip, uh, and to be honest, the actresses and actors uh, did a really good job, uh, you know, especially us knowing how, uh, you know, the previous actors and actresses uh, played uh, Rhaenyra and uh, Allison and I forgot who else got switched. Up. No, La- like Linares, the the, uh, the the prince um, got switched up. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's a bunch of other guys, too, that I'm forgetting. So, yeah, like the. The older, I guess, the cast uh, for sure uh, transitioned pretty well, I gotta say, uh, for this t- uh, 10-year time skip. Um, but for sure, a lot of things happen <laughs> in this episode. It's just that there's so much that happened that you can't really <laughs> grasp uh, enough of it. Um, especially the Damon and Lena part. Uh, I forgot how many kids they have, but you know, Lena trying to give birth, and you, we talked about this earlier, how it's kind of like a mirror of uh, episode one where the previous queen uh, was giving birth and, um, you know, had to get a C-section, uh, you know, approved by the king to, uh, you know, move on and, you know, how that happens. So with Lena uh, going through birth again, couldn't give birth to... Uh, what you would call it the baby yeah the baby she just went out her own way and that kind of shocked me how uh um she went to her dragon and just straight up tell, <laughs> told the dragon to burn her and yeah it, uh, it's just so heartbreaking to see the dragon like kind of hesitate at first like kind of confused on what was going on to be honest and yeah, another big detail about that, we did not see if Damon actually put in the order to, to do the C-section. So that is, is a bit of like a, the difference between her, her, him and the king. Like he, I guess he loved Lena enough to not do it, but it, basically she wasn't going to make it. And, you know, there was a chance to save the baby, but we never see what Damon's decision is because she burns, burns and kills herself uh, before. It, it was like, basically before Damon can make the choice. And I think it's one of the only times you ever see like emotion out of Damon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. In this episode for Damon, I gotta say he's a lot more waxed compared to, you know, I guess the uh, previous timelines for him. Um, you know, he's he's enjoying his time with the kids and... Yeah, you know, not really. <laughs> not really. Yeah, he, especially the wife i guess he's not really enjoying uh, her time that much uh as of late um but i remember reading an article of how damon uh kind of goes about with uh each character 
especially Rhaenyra. Uh, I mean, of course, we know how Damon is with Rhaenyra. Um, and uh, I guess her his interactions, uh, it's more authentic with Rhaenyra for some, uh, some reason. Uh, There's definitely something bothering him. Uh, that's preventing him from being himself to like you can kind of tell that that's what that's how i kind of see it yeah and you know by the end of this episode i'm not gonna lie i feel like rainer is gonna go back to damon for some reason um possibly and probably will be that way like there, there there's some weird going on between the two of them um but yeah like the the Lena stuff was was a bit it's it's basically a way to tell the story of like Damon probably doesn't actually want to leave um leave Westeros. And like he probably like secretly longs to be back, but he's in a bit of denial. Like Lena was like telling was like telling him, like, I want to go back to, you know, uh what I forgot the place, like Sea Palace or whatever. He wants to he wants the kids or she wants the kids to be able to see like their dad and live by the sea. But like Damon's basically saying, like, you know, I, I have no interest in that. I have no interest in going back to like the Red Keep to go see my brother. I'm just gonna I'm just out here doing my own thing. But you know, just judging from like how lifeless he seems and how like aloof like he seems to be, like he probably does want to be back, but you know, he's just in denial. He, he doesn't want to go back right now. Uh yeah we'll see what happens next episode i i forgot to watch the uh whatchamacallit uh what's coming up next for next episode so <laughs> uh hopefully we'll see more damon but uh whatchamacallit yeah i don't remember if like i don't remember what was in it i do remember like there's blood um for, for what whatever that's worth yeah i i think i do remember some turmoil between the uh queen and uh Rhaenyra so we'll see about that too that that's my big takeaway it's just like how power just it ruins everything like you know they remember they used to be friends um Allison is then you know married to the to the king and that kind of ruins their relationship they are able to repair it like briefly but then like you know the weird politics comes in what you know what Game of Thrones is known for and like you know Allison is trying to she's trying to basically take control of like the king she's trying to get into the king's ear and say you know i you know you need to like you need to stop babying you need to stop like favoring renera you need to listen to me she's doing very very bad things she's not she's not producing babies with lanera she's out there you know fucking sir harwin she's not being a good girl and like, look, look at me, like you should be paying more attention to me, but the king isn't. And it's leading to a lot of frustration. And then later on, like she, you know, it's basically revealed she misses her father. Like, you know, her father, like was like, I guess a, what's the word? Someone who gave her a peace of mind and she, and she wants him back. And like, she, she's just like, you know, she's losing it. And it's kind of like the pressures of being queen and the pressures of just her, you know, not having, you know, power, not having like just not having the ear of the king, not having the king really pay attention to her, understand her. And that's kind of what it leads to. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised she never kind of visited her father because, I mean, it could happen, right? I don't to... think they can leave the red, the red keep. Oh, I really? I don't remember the rules of like how... Uh, how it worked 
how like the, the how the Game of Thrones laws work, but I I think she is kind of stuck there. Yeah. And and her and her father was exiled, so like it's not like you know her, his father's relationship with the crown probably isn't on like good terms. Mm. Uh, I guess that's too bad, but if I remember correctly, I think we'll uh, see him in the next episode for sure. Uh, yes, he he is in the preview. Yeah. Um, I learned that. What an asshole, by the way. <laughs> Just <laughs> what a dick. Why? Why you gotta? Why? Why are you so hungry for power? You know. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of like the mirror of um, what he what or what her father is. So she, I mean, that lecture to um, her own son was kind of <laughs> was kind of awkward at, at the same time, but uh, due to what he has done. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, like to have that conversation after your mother catches you masturbating out out of a window, like what? Yeah. How, how does I, that work? I don't know. Hey, that could be the future king. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Um, what a king! His name is Joffrey too, which uh, that's incredible. Oh, I thought it was Aegon. Is that a that there's an a god? There's an a I think there's an a mon. I can't keep track of all of them. Can can they like wear name tags, please? Uh, Something. I think Rhaenyra's current baby is Joffrey, if I remember correctly. I, I know that's not the Joffrey of like the original Game of Thrones, but like the fact that one of them is named Joffrey, that's probably mm. foreshadowing something. Yeah. Maybe, and we'll see. And I don't know much about Joffrey to you know hate him, but I've heard people hate him. He 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 is he is what uh, to kindly say it. He is an ass. He's he's what British people would call UK people would call a cunt. So hmm. uh, we'll see. Um, you mentioned Leonel and uh, Harwin dying, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, the. Yeah, the hand of the king. Um, he dies along with his son. His son, by the way, is probably the father of all of her nearest children. And my God, that opening scene where like Allison just essentially just immediately tells him to bring the baby to her just so she can check if like if it, if like it's Linares's. What is that? That is some petty ass shit right there. Yeah. <sighs> who knows i mean i'm surprised they haven't pinned her uh pinned Rhaenyra down for uh for this at all <laughs> i'm gonna guess because i mean genetically for sure you know it's not Rhaenyra and um i've got her husband's name for Linares, i believe Linares is yeah and well, well, the thing, well, they actually explain it. The, the king does not like listen to, does not like listen to any of the rumors that involve Rhaenyra. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she, he kind of babies her in a way. I mean, his only daughter with the previous queen for sure, or only, you know, <laughs> only uh, daughter or son, to be honest. Yeah, the only child that they have left. So, yeah. like, I, I guess it makes sense, but. Uh, yeah so like that's the kind of situation and again why the queen just feels powerless and what ultimately kind of sends her over the edge although she indirectly causes like the events of the events of the end of the episode but like 
like just again the the immense pettiness just like immediately bring bring the sun to, to me just why why do you want to see the sun uh yeah i mean she's she's getting worse in my mind for sure <laughs> she's definitely she's definitely gonna be a pain in the ass going for that's for sure yeah her and uh i guess laris is is that, is that how you pronounce his name? The, the Larry's, Laris, Larry's. probably Laris. Yeah, the closest. Yeah, I'm reading like a summary, and I, I guess he's what you call it, the court-sanctioned torturer for um King Viserys. Which I is, have no clue what. It, yeah, I have no clue what he is. Which is interesting because I guess that's how he, you know, was able to go down to the dungeon and grab these uh, ex-criminals to become his i guess assassins for him and you know he he really followed through for the queen to uh assassinate uh harwin and uh, we and now so who knows what he's gonna do next to be honest yeah yeah i think uh in the at the end like after the preview like where they explain the episode like he is gonna be the villain going forward yeah well i'm I'm hoping uh, the queen doesn't fall through it f- with any more of his, uh, I guess, bad stuff happening. Well, who are we kidding? She's going to start loving this shit. It's just like, oh my God, my problems just get solved. <laughs> She's going to turn into Cersei. That's what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know that comparison, sadly. <laughs> Damn, it's just... Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. She's she she's a Joffrey's uh she's Joffrey's mom. She's she's the villain of of last uh, of the original Game of Thrones, basically. Ah, uh, anything with the name Joffrey sounds pretty terrible. Yes, she is. Uh, she is a terrible. Well, not a terrible character. She is a terrible woman. It's just the char- Like she she is an evil evil character, basically. Um. So yeah, she like yeah. Watch this, Larry. He is going to be a pain in the ass going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Anything, anything else? else? Well, yeah. anything else you want to talk about about the episode? I think I'm good. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember any other major points, but I mean, there you could talk about this episode for hours, to be honest. Yeah, but you know, it's just it's, yeah. I don't want to go into like a huge tangent about it, but like it, it's been it's been good, but like it's just let's talk about the actors like the change of actors were you okay with the changing of the actors i mean i was kind of thrown off a little when i saw the preview last week uh for you know this episode so i was like oh that was i wouldn't say it was that was pretty quick because you know you you've grown to get used to the um i mean the previous actors from the first five episodes and then all of a sudden this huge time skip that I wish they, you know, announce <laughs> like in the episode that has happened to, you know, kind of get a grasp of how the timeline is going about. Um, I mean, I don't mind the change of actors. I just wish they kind of announced it better. Um, I guess. I, I mean, ultimately, like, I didn't love the character changes because, like, it's a, it's a change. You, you've gotten used to, you know, Millie Alcock and. The, and the other young actors and now you just kind of throw a curveball and just straight, just straight up recast a bunch of the characters and it's gonna take a bit getting used to um but I, ultimately i think like the characters are fu- i mean the actors are fine 
Like they're good actors, they're professionals, they know what they're doing, but this is a big change. Yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, they, they I mean, they're really good for sure. Um, we'll see how it progresses on and I'm pretty sure they'll live up to their, you know, in, uh, I was going to say in game, but in the world name. <laughs> sure. Whatever I, you just said. I, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> I, just, I'm, I just assume you said some English words. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else you, anything else you want to go over? Uh, not that I could think of. All right, then. Well, we'll, I guess we'll bring this uh, episode to a close. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Um, This this was a this was an eventful week uh, for the NBA. And yeah, looking forward to just talking about talking about more basketball as the season as like the official start of the season and that the first regular season game is played. I actually don't remember when the first uh, preseason game is, but we're definitely going over that when it happens. But yeah. You know, it, it, the season is coming, and uh, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> game. Hopefully, House of the Dragon actually ends by then because that is a lot of stuff to have to cover. If like, you know, House of the Dragon is going on and games are going on at the same time. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, it's like you know the typical ten to ten to twelve, right, for Game of Thrones, something like that. So yeah, I mean, it it seems like it's kind of like in the peak in terms of. Uh, I guess uh storyline. <laughs> so we'll see. But uh yeah, uh fuck, I just lost my train of thought. But uh yeah, so the next episode, probably like I I'm hoping I can come out with a new episode by the end of the by the end of before the end of the weekend, because we, we do plan to record a Naruto episode uh going forward um this week. Although I would like to try out some uh, editing techniques. Uh, so that actually might take a little bit to, to actually post. So more than likely, you're not getting an episode until next week, unfortunately. But just a little announcement. Uh, a Naruto episode will be coming soon for episodes 26 to 30. So mm-hmm. for those of you that actually listen to the Naruto episodes, look, you can look forward to that. Oh, yeah. Well- uh, any, anything else? Well, I was I was gonna just close right there, to be honest. Okay. Uh, well, th- thank you guys for listening, and here is Fong to close you out. All right. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>